0: Hello there, I'm Ellen. I'm the pussycat half of P. Green Boat. In this podcast, I'll be talking about the real you, the person you've always dreamed of being. And I'll also be talking about all the things that get in the way of you being that person, that stop you being that person, and what we might be able to do to change that. I'll often be chatting with my fellow coach and longtime friend, Fiona Dove. Fiona is the other half of Pea Green Boat, and with lots of other fascinating people from all over the world that we've both been fortunate to meet. So join me here for our weekly chats, full of laughter and ideas, ideas that can open doors for you. So grab yourself a coffee, hop on board Pea Green Boat, and we'll have a gentle sail down the river. Hi everyone. It's midwinter. Well, very nearly midwinter. Just coming up to it. So I thought for a change, I'd get us into doing Bush radio and Bush TV. That's sitting in front of the fire, watching the flames and listening to a story. So I'm going to tell stories. And I'm also going to read from my books. But Today, we're going to begin with the first chapter of my very first novel, Owl Woman. And in the story notes, there will be details of how and where you can buy it. So please do and finish off the story, because I hope this is exciting enough for you to get you going. Vicky wrestled silently with her invisible captor. She knew it was a dream, one of those terrible ones where you're out of control, no way out, but there was nothing she could do. Fear, cold and palpable gripped her and she couldn't move. Then suddenly she was free, flying over the treetops, darkness rushing beneath her, moonlight blinding her, and then it all came into focus and she found herself hovering above the tower as a barn owl. A man stood below her, on the edge of the waterfall, something golden in his hands. He held it up to the light and now she could see, it was the cup! No! He mustn't do that! She tried to call out to him, tell him, but only the screech of the owl came out. He ducked, startled, let go the cup and fell. She watched him plummet down the fifty-foot waterfall and hit the pool like solid concrete. His body plunged through and carried on down to the bottom where he smashed his head open on the rocks. Slowly he floated up to the surface again, pinwheeling like one of Van Gogh's crazy stars. She hovered over him, unable to cry, unable to speak. Something bright glimmered in the water near him. He turned towards it, his finger pointing. It was the cup. How the hell was it floating? She strained to speak to him, but it was no good. His eyes caught hers. He could see her? Somehow he wasn't dead yet? He tried to turn to reach for the cup, but just as his fingers touched it, it slipped away from him and sank down into the water. He looked at Vicky desperately, his lips moving. Remember, he said soundlessly, remember. Everything went hazy. Now, when she wanted to stay in the dream, stay with him, she was coming awake. She felt herself falling backwards down the long, dark tunnel towards the point of light at its end. She concentrated on it as the feeling left her body and consciousness slipped away into the mist. Lightning jolted through her and she sat bolt upright in the bed, just as the phone began to ring. ''Vicky? Vicky?'' She heard Vera's voice dimly through the fog in her head. ''Vicky? Jacob is dead. Your father is dead.'' She sat still, clutching the receiver, hearing Vera's voice calling to her but not knowing it. ''Mummy? Mummy, is that you?'' Vicky, love, tis Vera here, lovey. Come back to me. Speak to me. The fog began to thin. Vera? Yes, dearie, it's me, Vera. Can you hear me all right? Vicky? Vicky? You sound so far away. Your dad's dead. Dad's dead? Yes, dear, your father is dead. Vicky sat staring, silence inside her and out. Vicky? The fog was nearly gone now. Dead? He's dead? Yes. Dead. Vera waited. Oh, shit, damn. Vera could hear her banging her hand against something. The noise stopped. Silence. Then. Daddy? (sighs) I never said goodbye to you. Vera choked off a sob and waited again. What happened? It was the child's voice Vera heard, the same child who asked where her mother was 23 years ago. It was me as found him. He was in the tower pool, drowned. Must don't know no more. Joe's called the police. Will, Will you come home now, me dear one? You do surely needy. Vera's voice trailed off into silence. I'm coming, Vicky said at last. I'm coming home. I'll be there as soon as I can. Oh, Vera, Vera. But the line was dead. She stared blankly at the receiver in her hand. Daddy, where are you? She cried it out softly, but only her own voice echoed an answer. Groggily, she switched on the light, pulled a blanket round her, and stumbled down to the kitchen. She could still feel the feathers on her face and see the trees beneath her. She felt in limbo, hanging between worlds, and knew in her head she was in the kitchen of her own flat here in London, that it was her tribal rug beneath her feet, not a forest. But her heart told her she was in the wilderness. She made tea, with sugar, choking on the sweet syrupy liquid. I'm okay, she told herself, just in shock. Nothing special about that. And she began to giggle, shaking the tea all over the floor. The giggling turned to shivering, crying. Oh God, I'm going mad, she whispered and hugged the blanket closer. Something in her autopilot made her pick up the phone again and call Faye. Hello, the groggy voice queried after several rings. Fay, it's me, Vicky. What? The voice snapped into focus. What is it, darling? What's happened? Vicky tried to speak, but nothing came out. She choked and sobbed into the phone. Vicky? Vicky is okay, darling. I'm here. I'm here. Fay began to mumble comforting noises into the phone, giving Vicky time. Dad, Dad. Dad. Vicky managed at last. Hold on there. I'm on my way. Okay, Vicky, you hear me? I'm coming to you. You hang on. Okay. Oh, please be quick. Vicky sat clutching the receiver, the coldness running through her. She wanted to run away to the place between worlds where nothing happened, where nothing hurt. What am I going to do? She whispered into the silence. Fay found her still clutching the dead phone. Gently, she wrapped her in another blanket and tipped rescue remedy down her throat. But he could feel Fay's arms around her and the world began to come back into focus. What are you gonna do? Fay asked once she was fit enough to sit by herself on the sofa. Go home. You okay? Can you drive? Shall I drive you? No. It's fierce as a wildcat. And she turned to Fay. No, please, I'm better, look. And she held out her hand. It's steady now, no more shaking, see? I don't know. But I do. Vicky walked a straight line to the kitchen and back. Look, no wobbles. She came and sat on the arm of Fay's chair. Let me go. I have to go by myself. I need to. It's no good with you. I'll give up and let you look after me. Vicky you really sure? Vicky nodded. I must go alone. Okay, okay. Fay held Vicky, kissed her. Can I help you pack? Get you something to eat? Food would be good. I don't want to eat, but I know I should. Yes, you should. Fay watched Vicky's back as she went upstairs. Fly well, dear one,'' she whispered. As though she heard, Vicky turned and smiled down at Fay. Later, as she took the car up the ramp from the underground car park and out into Vestry Street. Later, Vicky took the car up the ramp from the underground car park and out into Vestry Street. The roads were quiet, silent, strange for London.'' even at half past four in the morning. She slid round the roundabout and up Old Street, heading for the M3 and home. Merle would be there. Well, how did you like that? Hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you like it enough to go and buy the book and to read it. It's on Kindle as well as in paperback. And It was based in the legend, wicked stepmother legend, of the well that my aunt used to be guardian to, that she owned, and that was actually built into the wall of our garden when I was a child growing up in the village on Exmoor. So it's quite exciting, and it goes back a long, long way. The stories probably go back 4,000 years, because I had to look them up in the British Library before I wrote the book, or while I was writing the book. So, I hope you enjoy it. Keep your ears out and your eyes for the next chapter because I'm going to do chapter two as well. And so you can get a little bit more and see whether you like the next character that I'm going to introduce and how that goes. Well, that's it for now. So bye for now and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Well, thank you for joining our weekly sale on Pea Green Boat. Time to stop now. If you'd like to know more, you can meet me at www.ellencentier.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So let's connect. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you so much to Wahoo Media who produced this podcast for me. See you next week. Bye for now.